we come today to this cyber location to celebrate the arrival of the Anaheim guy. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Danton Heinen is your current leader in the house for the Rocket Richard Trophy, baby. (laughs) Three goals in as many games, one in each. And they've been nice goals, too. It's not like somebody's been, you know, rocketing them in off of his shin pads or something. He's finished. He's picked his head up on all of them, found his spot that he'd like to hit on the goaltender. That doesn't mean they've been identical, but he's seen what he's wanted to see, and he's nailed it. I wouldn't advise getting excessively excited about the goal-scoring pace. He's not someone who's going to necessarily create a ton of scoring chances if he's in a bottom six spot, which you would think there's at least a good possibility of that once everyone's healthy. And he's only got the eight shots through the three games. But again, he's done well. Uh, I more impressed than anything by the shot that he put past Sergei Bobrovsky down in Sunrise when the Penguins weren't able to beat Bob at all until he got around to it. In fact, he had the ice-breaking goal for the Penguins in both of the games on the Florida trip, meaning the team's first goal, the one that got them to start feeling a little bit more comfortable, and then eventually they would just put home a bunch more. I am here to acknowledge, if this is what you're waiting for, that I perhaps, possibly, might conceivably have jumped the gun a bit over the summer in panning this signing at every opportunity. I stand by my motivation in doing so, and that I felt that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke would have done far better to have set aside any and all reserve cash slash cap space and put it into keeping Cody Cece and make sure that they didn't create a new problem for themselves. I also stand by my stance that Heinen, who profiles as a top six winger, but has yet to consistently produce at that level over his first five seasons in the NHL, really looked like he was miscast here because this team has a good many wingers who fit that. Most prominently, obviously, Brian Rust, Jake Gensel, Kasperi Kapanen. You could make an argument in Jason Zucker's favor. Maybe Heinen ends up challenging Zucker for that spot next to Malkin when everybody's back. And if Genny Malkin did skate yesterday, by the way, with the team up in Cranberry at practice. Um, Nothing formal, nothing excessive. Doesn't look like he's around the corner. 
but it's the first time he's been visible on the ice uh, to any of us on the outside. So that was something. But the real reason that you pick up a Heinen, and this came directly from Hextall's mouth, I'd say about a month or so after the signing, was that they saw him as a value signing. Now, what does that mean? Well, it, it sounds derogatory. It sounds like you picked up, you know, a $1 movie from the, the VHS pile at the local drugstore. It's kind of that, but not really in a mean way. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need, and they, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1, $1 from you is all it takes to produce five full meals. There's a video that shows you how they do this. Again, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and you'll find it right there. Value signing is general manager speak for we don't necessarily need this player. We don't even necessarily want this player. But we are genuinely surprised and moved that this player is still sitting there and presumably at a very low price since he's still sitting there. That's what happened with Heinen. That's what happened with Heinen. After his strong debut in the NHL with the Bruins, in which he popped his career best 16 goals, it's been kind of on and off for him. When he hasn't been with the top guys, he hasn't produced. So you put him in a bottom six role, and he's just kind of there. There's not that much to his game that fits in with muckers and grinders. But when he's been out there with other skilled players, and we've already seen that pattern in this very young season, because he's been moved up to the top line not once but twice. First when Gensel wasn't available, and then now with Brian Rust being out. And he's gone up there, and he's just fit right in, like it's nothing. So why do you get the player? You get the player because you see, I don't know, we, don't, we don't have much cap room, but we think that this player significantly exceeds the amount of cap space we're going to invest in him. So we're just going to figure it out. Value signing. The moment I heard the term come from Hextall, the whole, the whole Heinen thing made sense, provided he came here and looked anything at all like the player that Boston had. And that, by the way, that he occasionally would look like in Anaheim. So, hey, if, if he comes along and offers you an option to, let's just say, for example, Zucker, that Zucker doesn't produce. Zucker's off to a pretty decent start. So I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying this is a hypothetical. And you say, hey, 
Zucker, I mean, we just don't have anybody to take his spot, so we're just going to have to stick with him there. Well, now you kind of do. Now you kind of do. You have this player here. And he also looks comfortable on the power play. Mike Sullivan has him practicing on the penalty kill, and he's getting him at least a little bit involved. Oh, that's a new thing for him, but if he can do that again, he enhances, here's that word again, value. His value to the team. Really, no harm other than that that $1 million. Could have gone to Cody Cece, and you knew I was going to say that when we come back. Just one question. Time for just one question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. And that includes AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh for your hockey fix. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. See what I mean when I said our listeners? It's just for us. FuboTV.com slash DK. Our J1Q comes from Hunter Hodes, who asks, would you say the big difference with Tristan Jari's play thus far is his playing further out and making himself bigger to shooters? I think Andy Kyoto is working some magic so far, but let's hope that continues. Hunter, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm not prepared to share it. I thought Jari performed well through the first two periods in Tampa, and then I thought he, you know, got a little soft there in the third period, and then I thought Jari wasn't challenged really at all by the Blackhawks. There were a couple of good saves in there, but... This isn't a knock on him, and it's definitely not uh, carrying over criticism from the playoffs. I, I don't really believe in that sort of thing. When I'm talking about the season to date, and you're asking specifically about Kyoto's impact on him, I'm not seeing something that makes me think, you know, <laughs> magic to use your term. I, I, I'm not there. I'm not there. The Penguins are 2-0-1 going into their game tonight against the Stars at PPG Paints Arena, and they are that almost entirely because they have scored a ton of goals and they've been really diligent with the puck all over the rink. The only time I've seen goaltending as being influential in any of these outcomes was that I thought, really, to be blunt here, that Casey DeSmith wasn't very good at all in Sunrise. Uh, the Penguins got some big saves from him, but they needed more, and they needed him to be less beatable upstairs because everyone everywhere thinks that he's beatable upstairs, and you have to strike down the reality as well as the narrative to be a successful goaltender in the NHL. I am very much open-minded to how Jari fares this season. I'm open-minded Right up to the point where the puck drops for game one of the playoffs. 
And when I say that, I believe that that is your point of continuation from last year against the Islanders because proving yourself in the playoffs in this sport is a real thing. It's not a made-up thing. It's not a culture thing. You have to prove yourself at that level of playing the game. Jari hasn't done that yet other than one game, one elimination game against the Canadians. He has to be a lot better. But for the regular season, open-minded, just not ready to make any kind of you know, blanket declarations about how he's done so far. Let's see how it goes the rest of this month. He And actually, you know what? Let's see how it goes the rest of this week because he's got a couple of challenges. The Stars obviously have some really, really good offensive guys and a dynamite power play. So that's one test. And depending on how it is that Mike Sullivan uses his goaltenders, if he were to play again Saturday, and there's certainly a long enough break to allow it, then he'd go against the Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews and all those guys that Toronto has. And then you'd have a little bit more. You'd have five games, and you'd be able to see if there's new patterns between him and his new positional coach and everything else here. I appreciate the question, Hunter. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do it again tomorrow. I'll be covering the game tonight. We'll have, you know, new stuff to talk about.